Hey there. Thanks so much for taking just a few minutes of your time for this soul-forming moment. We really appreciate it. On the podcast side of things, we call it Now Forming. We'd be honored if you'd go follow the Now Forming podcast. Uh, We release a new podcast every single week, and uh, we'd be thrilled for you to join us on that journey. Now, a couple of weeks ago, uh, as um, elections are approaching, I think we're like 42 days out now from the election. Um, You know, things just uh, seem to get a little more hairy uh, day by day Uh, with the passing of Judge Ginsburg and all the hullabaloo that is surrounding that. Are are we going to try to appoint a new justice? Are we not going to appoint a new justice? What's that going to look like? What kind of political dust up is that going to cause? So I started a couple of weeks ago just talking about how, hey, listen, I'm not here to influence how you vote. Uh, here, Here is really my heart, that you vote. Like there is no charge in the Bible that says go vote, but there are lots of charges that talk about uh, being a good citizen and doing your part in the community. And this is, this is all part of that. And so I, I had a couple of conversations that, um, that interested me and troubled me all at the same time. And I've had some conversations since then um, that, that have been productive and really challenging uh, to me, honestly. And so uh, last week I talked about maybe the three uh, big issues on the Republican conservative side. And we talked about those being uh, the pro-life movement, the pro-traditional family movement, and the pro-Israel movement. Um, turns out, uh, as I did some research this week, I was, I was probably wrong about those things. Um, if, you, if you have a, a notion uh, to look up the Pew Research Center, they have done lots of work on... Uh, you know, what issues are important to which groups and those kinds of things. And this is uh, the information Pew uh, gives us. Pew says that the top three issues for conservatives this year are the economy, um, violent crime, and um, immigration. So top three issues on the conservative side. And so, uh, you know, those things are important to everybody, uh, to be sure. People take different positions on those, but they're important to everybody. And uh, uh, Pew says that the top three um, issues that are important on the progressive or the liberal, the Democrat side, would be these. Uh, Number one, health care. Uh, number two, coronavirus outbreak. Um, and number three, uh, race and ethnic inequality. And uh, close, close to there is the economy. But, uh, you know, three things that I feel like we just kind of talk past each other uh, on these issues. And I'm not here to talk about necessarily Democrat and Republican I'd love to just get at the heart of the matter of, of Christians and how 
uh, how we are voting differently, how there is a, a, an evangelical conservative block of voters who typically vote uh, Republican, you know, despite all odds. And then on, on the flip side, uh, you know, liberal, more liberal, uh, progressive Christians who vote more uh, along the lines of humanitarian uh, concerns and, and those kinds of things. And, uh, and I just have to tell you, I have been, as I've read and studied and just looked at lots of different things, uh, I have not been encouraged at all um, in the way that Christians interpret things in the ways that Christians um, talk past one another on issues. Um, it has been very discouraging. And in my own mind, I, I don't see the divide, you know, getting closer and there being a healing there. I see things growing further and further apart. And, uh, you know, here's kind of where I came to with all this. Like if we, if we as God's people, as students of the scripture, bearers of the image of God and containers filled with the Holy Spirit, if, if we can't agree on what's important and what's not and where we ought to stand on biblical issues, not political issues, but biblical issues, if we can't come to the table of brotherhood and talk about these things and, and stop talking past each other on these things. Uh, not only is there no hope for the nation, it presents to the world a, a church that Jesus, uh, I don't think, would have been real proud to present. One of the last prayers that Jesus prayed for all of his disciples, he said, Father, I pray that they would all be one just as you and, and I are one. And um, it's so interesting to me, you know, there is the, there is the, you know, just like there's a far right uh, beat the drum evangelical side, there is a far left um, people that call themselves, uh, you know, Bible-believing, what have you. But, uh, you know, the, the, the Scripture just does, does not bear that out. And then you have a group. I'm, we have groups in the middle who I think could, could come together. I had a conversation with a man that I, that I consider a dear friend. He's a tremendous leader. And, um, you know, he, he is, uh, he's a black pastor. He leads, he leads a lot of churches. And, um, and he said this to me, you know, he said, we have, a, we have very similar views theologically. You know, we, we believe in the sanctity of life and we believe in, in pro-traditional marriage and we believe all these things. Um, but but his, his group, his people, his tribe... Uh, are addressing humanitarian things that I feel like many conservative uh, Christians aren't addressing. There, there's a statement I read this week that I had never read before, uh, a phrase actually um, that somebody said, 
There's a difference between being pro-life and being pro-birth. And there are many people on the progressive side of things who would say that, you know, conservative evangelical Christians are pro-birth and not necessarily pro-life, meaning that we want the baby brought into the world, but we don't necessarily want to do anything for the baby once it's in the world. And how we as Christians have an opportunity and have really a responsibility to not only see that baby birthed into the world, but to see that there's, there's good health care and good education and good opportunities for that child, regardless of what color they are, regardless of what nationality they are, that this is a place where, where the rising tide ought to lift everybody and not just a few. And I, I've got to be honest with you, I cannot disagree with that. I think it's absolutely true. Our, na- our nation is a noble nation, and we ought to aspire to the ideals of people not being hungry in our nation, people not being homeless, people having uh, access to adequate health care and great schools, that every kid deserves a, a shot at the, at the apple, a bite at the apple, you know. And so uh, I think on both sides of this coin, we want the same things. We desire to, to see the same things. Um, but, you know, we're not pursuing them together. And so, uh, I, you know, my heart has just been a little broken this week over, over these things. I, I, I see a great divide. And uh, I, told, I told my friend, I, I don't know what the answers are. But I'm willing to, to take you by the hand and let's try to figure out the answers. I don't, I don't have a plan. But I'm willing to sit down at the table of brotherhood and, and let's talk about these things. And folks, I've got to tell you, until the church gets it right, the nation will never have it right. And so... Uh, you know, there's, there's no room for hate and there's no room for ugliness among brethren. There's no place for name calling and grandstanding. The, the truth of the matter is that the conservative side and the liberal side have both prostituted themselves to the American political system. And these things ought not be so. I don't think Jesus would have would have wanted it that way. As a matter of fact, when Jesus was alive, his disciples clamored, his followers clamored for a political leader, somebody who would rise up and overthrow Rome. And Jesus was never about that. His kingdom is not that kind of kingdom. And you and I are kingdom people. We are people of the book. We are people of the kingdom of heaven. And the kingdom of heaven is not shaken Jesus prayed, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on the earth as it is in heaven. We can spend all day talking about differences, can't we? I can disagree with you. I can agree with you. We can, we can hash things over. We can be angry. We can be ugly to each other. Or we could choose to make a, a conscious decision that, hey, listen, at the very least, the church ought to be the church. 
And if that means checking out of the political process, I'm all for it. But let the church be the church. I tell you, the, the divide and the division and the, the schisms and all those things cannot be pleasing to the Lord. And so uh, I'm, making a, excuse me, I'm making a real effort in my life uh, to reach out, to be a, a plank in the bridge of peace. And, uh, and I challenge you to do that too. You know, there's so much to be done and it's so multi-layered that it's hard to even know where to start. But uh, a good place to start is to commit to the Lord, God, I, I want to be a healer. I want to be a peacemaker. And another good place to start is to reach out to somebody who doesn't look like you, who doesn't think like you, who doesn't believe like you, and say, hey, listen, let's talk about what unites us. We know what divides us. What unites us? And how can we be part of a healing? So anyway, that's my two cents for this week. I love you. God bless you. And thanks for joining us. And uh, we hope to see you uh, again next week. Thanks. Thanks so much for listening today. I know that there are a multitude of podcasts to choose from. So I really appreciate you spending some time listening to the Now Forming Podcast. If you've enjoyed this content, would you do me a favor and share it with those that you think might benefit from it? God bless you. Thanks again.